0: This is a HeadGum Podcast.
1: Welcome back to another edition of the Throwback Podcast. My name is Dan Hanses. I'm joined, as always, by my bosom buddy, Bob Kestron.
2: Hey, yes, Bob. yes, you are. I am here. I'm not going to say hi to you, though, because we already said hi before I sat down. Okay. And I feel like that's false
1: You're keeping it extremely real We're getting realer Off the top of the show This is a very, very special episode Of the Throwback Pop podcast You know why, Bob?
2: Because we're not going to make any mistakes It's going to be perfect throughout
1: That's not true Okay. There'll Uh, be a number of issues And uh, since you are kind of the editor of the show You'll be left holding the bag, unfortunately Yeah,
2: can't wait for that
1: Yeah. No, we'll try our best Uh, To do a clean show, but this is a special show because, Bob, it's our Listener's Choice episode. Is that what what, what you're calling it? (laughs) It's a workshop title.
2: I like it. All right. Listener's Choice. And they chose. They chose Kings of Leon. Kings of Leon. So um, if you're a first time listener and you don't know what we're talking about right off the bat, uh, we posted a poll on the throwback Twitter throwback Mm -hmm. at throwback pod. Uh, Who do you want us to talk Mm -hmm. about? And the options were Kings of Leon, mm-hmm. Alanis Morissette,
1: mm-hmm.
2: Everclear, and Wilco. Yes. And right off the bat, the big surprise for me is Wilco got waxed.
1: Yeah. Last I, place finish. I was surprised too, but then I thought about it at the same time. They've always been kind of a niche uh, where they have a very strong following of people that love Wilco, but maybe they didn't carry on to the masses. I, I get
2: that. I Yeah.
1: A little more surprising. So the the breakdown of the percentage, almost a thousand votes. Good job, everybody. I mean, some people are listening. That's proof, Bob. That's proof. There are some people listening. Uh, Kings of Leon uh, and the album, by the way, we're going to talk about today is Aha Shake Heartbreak. Very bad album titles, by the way, by a very good band, but bad album titles. I got to say we'll get into that. We'll get into that. But uh, 39 percent of the vote. uh, Alanis Morissette came in second. Thirty two percent of the vote. Everclear, a distant third at 16%, and then Wilco embarrasses itself on a big stage at 13%.
2: Jeff Tweedy should be ashamed.
1: I mean, that guy's already a little messed up. Do not let him see uh, these results. So, yeah, so Kings of Leon's the winner, our first ever Listener's Choice podcast. Very exciting.
2: It's interesting because I feel like the listeners, they're, they're telling us something with this. They're saying, we want to hear good music as opposed to we want to hear Everclear and you guys potentially making fun of it. Because if it was me, like, I voted. I'm one of the uh, 1,000 people that voted. What'd you vote for? I voted for Everclear. Okay.
1: Because I just... So you and four other guys voted for Everclear. Yeah, basically. (laughs) That Uh, includes Art Alexakis.
2: (laughs) And the three guys he kicked out of the band over the years. (laughs) Um, No, because I thought, like, that's a fun one to talk about. And some listeners who actually tweeted at us said the same thing, We're like, it doesn't really hold up, but it was good music at the time. And, you know, I felt like that would be a good conversation. But but the listeners want to hear a more more contemporary band that has some hit singles. And sure. you know what? I respect that.
1: And it's a it's a good pick for us because. um, I don't know, Bob, I think we're a little ahead of the, the curve, at least in this country on Kings uh, Kings of Leon. Definitely. Um, I like. Oh, 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 yeah, Definitely. Nice, bro. Nice. One. Totally. Oh, one thing. One thing for you said, uh, if you're a new listener to the show, also, if you're a new listener to the show, check this out.
0: Hi, you guys want some cookies?
1: Anyway.
2: No more context. Just.
1: <laughs> no, you you had your chance to have context. If you really want to know, go back and listen to the past episodes. Kind of an ever, evergreen show. We're not going to talk ever clear today. Evergreen show. You can check it out. Whoa. Yes. How
2: did you do that? Did you write that down?
1: Yeah, bro. I did it anyway yeah bob and i like kings of leon way back in 2003 when they had their first um ep come out and they were touring a lot in new york and kind of opening for a lot of the bands that we were listening to back then so we've kind of g- taken the whole ride i in fact i saw kings of leon um a couple months ago in concert at the forum so we'll talk about that later very exciting to talk about this band which inspires a lot of debate on both sides a lot of people do not like kings of leon
2: yeah that's in an- yeah and uh you know, we, we got into a heavy bro conversation in the last episode.
1: Mm.
2: Kings of Leon, kind of a bro band, according to some. So,
1: some would say they are the maybe the biggest bro band out right now. Some really, people I don't say know. that.
2: You write one song saying sex is on fire, and all of a sudden you're a bro. Well, it's a pretty I big guess, big fair move. enough. Pretty yeah, big yeah, move. Yeah,
1: yeah, anyway, so yeah, Aha Shake Heartbreak. We could have chose uh, uh, several albums that they put out. They've really had a nice career. Uh, but that uh, this album, which came out in when, Bob?
2: February 2005, here in the States.
1: Okay, February 2005. Um, I think the reason... Well, we'll get into it. But this is uh, for both of us. Again, Bob, we did Pearl Jam last week. We both have a very uh, uh, close affinity for 10. Another album this week that we both love. And that doesn't... By the way, Alanis Morissette. Hey, we see you, honey. Yeah. Nice job, 32%. Don't Just because you lose this does not mean... We will not get to those uh, artists. We'll probably get to all of them, in fact, eventually. But this week is Kings of Leon. And, Bob, you said February 2005. What was going on in that time?
2: Not a hell of a lot, Dan. Ah. Uh,
1: Well, your president, George Bush, was waging an oil war, bro. (laughs) That was happening.
2: He is my president. Still (laughs) is. Uh, But here's what happened in February 2005. This was a big deal, but not when it happened. A little website called YouTube launched on february 15th That's although crazy. it would take at least 10 months after that before people actually started talking if, about youtube
1: if you were born let's say around 1990 well since it has to come up every episode if you were born around 9 11
2: all right ding <laughs> we got it out guys we got it out in the first five
1: no if you were born in the late 90s or early 2000s it's probably hard to even imagine that there was a world slash internet without YouTube. Oh, absolutely. I mean, yeah. Cause there was, I like back then, Bob, like we were just, you know, out of college and, and there were places to watch videos. So you'd have to like go to college humor to watch a, a comedy video. You'd have to go to different websites to find specific things. And then YouTube like took over overnight. It felt like,
2: uh, eight months after this launch, uh, a little website called the dot launched, mm. which was a website that I did with, uh, two of my friends, where we were posting comedy videos online, there was really nothing like, there was Channel 101, Lonely Island was doing stuff, The Whitest Kids was doing it, but it was a big thing when we launched, being like, oh, maybe people will want to watch comedy videos on the internet. Like, it wasn't there yet. And then when um, Lazy Sunday hit, like, a couple months later in December, all of a sudden everybody was going to YouTube, and it was the biggest thing in the world, and it, we've, we never looked back.
1: We never did look back, Bob. I like how you tagged that. What else was going on? Well, I, I
2: feel like I had to make it like general <laughs> instead of making that whole thing about me and the post show.
1: No, so. I like I liked the the, the, the royal Wee then. That was good. Yeah, royal yeah. we. Okay.
2: Yeah. Uh, also in February, much like 9-11, I feel like I bring up hockey more than I should, but yeah. in uh, February, the 2004-05 NHL season was canceled by Gary Bettman, Rockland County's own <laughs> Gary Bettman.
1: You know how... You know how meaningless hockey is to me, ultimately, even though I don't have a I don't hate the sport. In fact, I, I quite like it if there's, you know, if there's something a big game going on or whatever. Um, I don't even remember that. I remember there was you a lockout. Remember the whole season being. I remember there was a lockout after the Rangers won in 94. Right. I had no memory that a season was washed out. Um, But I'm sorry to all you fans that that happened.
2: <laughs> I'm sure they appreciate that now. All
1: these years later. What else, Bob?
2: Uh, movies that came out that month. Pretty weak. Constantine, uh, Man of the House, a documentary called Inside Deep Throat. And that's really it. Like there was not a lot of movies, but it was kind of a big time for TV, which is why uh, our sound up this week is going to be from television. This episode of this not hit show happened that month day's worth of his own words to see what Michael was referring to.
1: Even if it means me taking a chubby, I will suck (laughs) it up. Nothing wrong with that. Oh, I've been in the film business for a while, but I just can't seem to get one in the can. Out of context. (laughs) I wouldn't mind kissing that man between the cheeks, so to speak. And he realizes there
2: is something distinct about the way he speaks. Tobias.
1: (laughs) You blow hard. (laughs) The best. Arrested Development. Probably, I would say my favorite show ever. Yeah, comedy at least.
2: I'd, I'd agree, favorite comedy ever. And that was probably the time, around the time when I found it. It was February, January, February 05.
1: A special time, Bob. Anything else?
2: Uh, number one song in America.
1: Oh, that's my cue. That's your cue. Uh, oh, we got a thank you. Thanks to that dude. What's his name?
2: Yeah, as Dan plugs in, uh, we got a gift. A guy named Corey said, "Sounds like you guys need another auxiliary cable." And he uh, mailed us a new aux cable. So thank you, Corey. That was kind
1: of Also, shout out to Corey for keeping the name Corey in the mix. Love love it. Love it. Um, All right, here we go. This is my cue. Although, Corey's probably wondering, I sent the fucking auxiliary cable so you guys wouldn't have to be passing back a cord still. We just did it anyway.
2: Well, it's a much nicer, longer auxiliary cable, so it's less awkward. But yeah, no, there's nothing we could do about it. The the setup we have here, this just one aux cord.
1: By the way, I just held back on a "That's What She Said" joke because I'm self conscious about this being seen as a bro podcast. Just held it back.
2: Man, what's happening? I Blitz? don't
1: know. You know what? I'm never. That's never gonna happen again. That's my promise. Here we go. The I number mean, don't, one song.
2: Don't make that joke. But okay.
1: Okay, here it comes. That's what she said. Mm, uh, mm, yeah. See how I got it in there, but
2: What is uh, what is the song, Dan?
1: Mario. Yeah. This is Mario Turning Point is the album all right and the name of the song is Let Me Love You I've never heard of it so. I've
2: never heard this either Yeah
0: yeah Baby I just don't get it
2: Nope
0: right,
1: whatever. Do you enjoy whatever bro Congratulations <laughs> on your number 1 hit in America I like
2: that you didn't even let me fade out of that you were just just so dismissive of it
1: I it's It's just like, why should we...
2: It sounded very generic. It it sounded very... Why
1: should we waste our time with something like that when we could actually talk about real music?
2: I agree. So let's do that.
1: Because, yeah, I feel like Mario's had his moment. He probably made some money off that. But if we're going to actually talk about real music, we've got to pick... The album that the listeners wanted to hear about. I'm so excited about Listener Choice episode.
2: I hope this is the album they wanted to hear. It's definitely the band they wanted to hear. But do you think that they were pulling for uh, Youth and Young Manhood? Or the Sex on Fire album? Which one isn't it, what was that one called? Uh,
1: only by the Night? Let's listen to this ridiculous voice on this person.
2: So
0: nice, so lost, out the flame But I don't win,
1: All right, aha shake heartbreak. This is the second LP released by the Kings of Leon. Uh, and yeah, the next album, or maybe it was the two albums after this, was the big one that everyone knows and sold millions of copies. And had sex on fire and uh, use me, use use somebody, use somebody,
2: somebody, use somebody,
1: be somebody, be somebody. Be somebody. use somebody. Yeah. No. Use Somebody is another song in the album. I think just Use Somebody and Be Somebody both of that album. I think
2: you're right. Use Somebody was the big song.
1: No, it's Be Somebody.
2: No, I want to use somebody. <laughs> you're right. I think you're right.
1: <laughs> but we're not talking about that album. No, we're not. Uh, Even though we we're could. talking about this album. And Bob, why did we both come to our own conclusion independently and both agree that this is the album to talk about?
2: I have no clue. It just seemed right. Like once we saw... Kings Leon was winning, it was just this was the album that we were gonna hit. And I loved like you said before, we were in from the beginning. The second I heard Southern Strokes, like that was the Yeah over here it was the Strokes, the Southern Strokes, Kings Leon, and the British Strokes with the Libertines. And I was just in on all three immediately. Yeah. Like like anything they did I was a hundred percent
1: I remember when this album came out reading a review, I think it was Rolling Stone, they were called the Hill Country Strokes. Um, all the all all buzzwords that connect exactly to what we were listening to at that time. Um, I think this was the album that came to me um, personally as the one we should talk about because it's their best one. I think this is they've had, and we'll get into get into it more. But they as they've gone along, they've kind of I wouldn't say they. Some people wouldn't say they were, they've grown as a band. They've kind of went towards a different type of sound, but. They've continued to put out to me quality albums um, every three years for about 15 years now. But th- I don't think they ever surpassed uh, what they had going on here. And that song uh, called Slow Night So Long is a perfect way to get into the album because it's I don't know. I like their first album. The first one was called uh, Youth and Young Manhood. You Another bad title, by the way. Why do you hate these titles? Wait, for, you think Aha Shake Heartbreak is a good album title? What's wrong with it? It's just a mess. It's hard to say. It doesn't mean anything. It's you can just, call
2: it aha, like if you're a fan, stupid. you're like, "It's uh, hey, let's go listen to aha."
1: But there already is an aha.
2: <laughs> like, I guess it could lead <laughs> to some confusion.
1: But the other and the first album, the first LP, is youth and young manhood. And young man, you're gonna get behind that one. You're That's kind of the cool. Table. It's kind of cool. You're gonna die in the hill for that album title.
2: It's kind of cool. <laughs> it's like youth and also like young manhood, and it's com- it's both of those things together. I like. I don't know what I'm saying. I don't know. I can't I can't fight for it, but I, I like, like
1: it. I like um a lot of songs on that first album, but they were still they didn't quite really connect with me to the point where um like I was a fan of them when their first album kind of came out and they and we got to see them a couple times in New York at that stage, I remember. Um but I still kinda liked songs rather than the whole album. This album was different because this one to me, like, I liked Every song almost on this album, and it was one of those type of special albums for me.
2: See, I loved Youth and Young Madrid, I liked everything on it. Um, it was a rocking album, and it was one of those albums that you could just listen to on your way to work to wake up in the morning or on your way home. It just like kept you going. Like, I just have memories of listening to that on the subway. And... Uh,
1: oh, sorry,
2: nope, that's fine. I guess it was done.
1: Uh, track two is King of the Rodeo
2: I like this part coming up. Keep it up. Yeah, keep it up.
1: I guess it's a little further away. This Damn, is very Southern Strokesy, with that kind of stabbing guitar. Um, this, this is a perfect example of the song uh, "King of the Rodeo." That it, every song kind of has like some earworm hook to it whether it's in the vocal or kind of the way the song moves and has a lot of like energy to it. I love this one.
2: Yeah, me too. And I think the reason I wanted to do this album is because we've done a couple of debuts recently. We did 10. We've done Is This It? We did uh, Hot Fuss. I think this is a- We did Sing
1: While You're Winning. We did uh, The American Ego's Landed. Ego's Landed. So we're
2: saving Sing While You're Winning. But um, I think this is a good example of an album where the band came out hot and then took it to the next level. Yeah. And it's cool to hear those albums because so often you get the one hit wonders or the one album wonders. And this was an example of like just being, I remember being relieved and excited more than anything that it just, they got better. Uh, This is the part I like. I have
1: no idea (laughs) what he's saying. Is that what he's saying?
2: Bukaki Rooster?
1: Bukaki Rooster.
2: Weird, weird he, that he's thinking about that, but it's great
1: I said, yeah, I said right before the beginning of the first song That this is a ridiculous person's voice it Doesn't mean I don't love his voice I Actually, I love his delivery and whatever His drawl and, and he's kind of shot out of a cannon from the south uh, With all these different influences of southern rock yeah, the, he
2: had the fun voice, and they had a great look when they came out. Now they're all like they all look like models, but yeah, like they were just like shaggy and had beards, and it was like they were brothers or cousins, or you, like you didn't really. There was just something. There was some backstory that the record label was selling you right off the bat, and it was just like this fun, southern, strokey vibe.
1: Well, you know what they did? They did sell like their background, which everyone knows. Uh, if you have any. Loose affiliation as a fan of alternative music and rock in this uh, century, which is that it's three brothers uh, and then a cousin, I believe. Um, the cousin was from Memphis. The brothers were from Oklahoma. The father of the uh, brothers was a traveling preacher, right? Pentecostal. Yeah, that sounds right. Uh, preacher, and 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 he they would tra- They would travel with him around the South, going to different tent revivals yeah i mean it, you could not you could not make this up and if you were like a pr person trying to spin like the origin story of the band any better uh than their actual true story
2: they were basically our generation's heim
1: what is the heim backstory bring well, me in
2: well they're just like three sisters three sisters. I knew that. and uh their dad was a musician and mom as well and he just kind of pushed them into music For, we,
1: we've had a Corey and a heim now Yep Almost hey And most people, most people say hey
2: Most people say hey But you know I'm, I'm in the know that's so. <laughs> the
1: peace Alright track three uh, Is Ooh An early contender By the way Bob Our Spotify playlist Which is ten tracks uh, strong um, We pick one track Every album And an absolute hammer drop For me Taper Gene Girl Let's listen to it Like a An earworm type vocal uh, from, I think it was, it's Caleb Follow Will? Sounds right. Um, every song has a great, like, fun part to it. I love that. Uh, this is such a jump to me from the first record. First record was kind of fun and scuzzy and had, like, really um, good, like, lo fi garage rockers, and there was a lot of good stuff like that. But this one just had a little more polish and was just, to me, a little more, I don't know, palatable. Uh, in terms of, I want to say radio-friendly, because it didn't really get played anywhere here. Um, didn't really sell uh, any copies here, really. I was, I was really stunned to really? see how little noise this album made in the U.S. in terms of actual sales. It was a big hit in the U.K., uh, and I believe Australia. Uh, but it is, sounds radio-ready to me at this point. How already. could you possibly
2: want to listen to this when you have Mario? <laughs> like You don't need both. Mario totally just did it for
1: us. I thought Mario really
2: I'm going Mario, you're going Mario.
1: Okay. I've always been like a Super Mario brothers, but I know some people go Mario. I respect both. I I
2: think I prefer Mario, but Mario feels like Maybe right. he's Mario. I don't know.
1: Anyway, I thought his album Turning Point was <laughs> a, an app title We were talking about Bad album titles For Kings Leon Turning Point Was a turning point For Mario Because that was The turning point Where he was never Heard again Oh man we,
2: By the way We're so out of touch like, You could be completely wrong He could be the I biggest know. dude
1: It could be like uh, Like how Garth Brooks Had What was his name was his Chris alter? Gaines Yeah It could be like Kanye West alter, alter Ego or something. <laughs> well, we just I think have no idea I would hope we would know that We're just completely unplugged That's From probably. the R&B Connection of the mid aughts um, So
2: you're okay with the song, even though he's saying "aha shake heartbreak," or he's saying "aha shake." The name of the album, which you don't yeah. like, you're okay with that though.
1: Yeah, well, only because like it's no one's gonna confuse Kings of Leon with like Bruce Springsteen or Bob Dylan in terms of like lyric uh, as being a lyricist. It's kind of a bunch of like malarkey for the most part. Well, there's gonna be a song later about like a boner and trying to have sex and not being able to get it up. I wouldn't say this guy's gifted lyrically. All due respect,
2: Bob. That doesn't sound very respectful.
1: I don't think he's... I think it's more with, with him, the delivery, which sells the lyrics, and then the, the, the music. I don't think Caleb Follow-Will is a voice of his generation by any stretch.
2: You watch your mouth. Do you need <laughs> another beer?
1: I'll take another beer. Okay.
2: So we are drinking, by the way. I came I came with the brews tonight. Uh, we're drinking Dos Equis. Yeah,
1: we're not a bro podcast. We just call beers brews. <laughs> <laughs> Best me another
2: brewski, man. I don't think we ever say it other than the time I just said it nine seconds ago.
1: Behind Bob right now is a Carmen Electra poster, the one that where she's <laughs> bent over picking something up in like a silver uh, bikini. It right was... next to a
2: Jenny McCarthy <laughs> holding a hot dog and sp- like s- pouring mustard on it.
1: We're just name dropping every, if you went to college from 1998 to 2002, every hot babe poster. That got some hot rage. babe
2: posters, got Swingers DVD, <laughs> just perched up.
1: There was like a holy trinity of what was it, the holy trinity of um, hot chick posters in that era. So we have Electra, We have McCarthy. Uh, oh, I feel like we're missing one. Was Jamie Presley. Did she have a um, important? No, poster she was there?
2: really that didn't happen yet. The Jamie Presley thing was
1: she was kind of like that was like Kings of Leon still early before she broke mainstream. Yeah, you you had point. to
2: really be like into the
1: indies. Yeah, we're missing somebody that was vital at that time.
2: Tell us who we were missing.
1: Uh, Yeah, help us out. Bob, you have to open these for us, (laughs) Well, you took
2: it. You reached for it and took it. I'm sure it's a twist off.
1: Can you just pop it, Bob?
2: But can I tell you the reason that I picked these?
1: uh, This podcast has gone off the rails since we tried to get more beer. There we go. The
2: reason I grabbed Dos Equis is because this is what we were drinking in 05 by the boatload. Were we? I don't yeah. remember that, but I, I'll take your word for it. Well, you and your you and your bros in Hoboken, you guys were more Stella
1: guys. No, it's actually way more embarrassing than that. Uh, in the mid aughts I, I remember Amstel Light being a, b- a very popular drink. Yeah, uh, the beer. Well, the, yeah, you the guys apartment. started
2: you guys started with Amstel Light, then you classed it up with Stella.
1: Stella is. I still stand by Stella. Oh, I don't like Stella. You don't?
2: I never did. And you guys we would go to a bar and it'd be like <laughs> six Stellas, and I'd be like, ah. <laughs>
1: I was like, "Give me a, a, a PBR tall boy." I live in the East Village. I was. Everybody's got to calm down about the PBR, by the way. It's a piece of shit beer. Beer in general sucks. You know my standing. I'm not a big fan. The only reason I'm not drinking a vodka right now is because I learned very quickly while doing this podcast that it's difficult for me to formulate thoughts quickly and get them out of my head after two vodka drinks. (laughs) Like I could do it in casual conversation uh, at a bar, for instance. I I have seven vodkas, I can do it, but holding a mic, I was listening and realizing there were like three second pregnant pauses at times as my brain tried to formulate.
2: Well, here's an interesting thing I learned probably around this time. Drinking massive amounts of Dos Equis in the Lower East Side It's a good beer though. Is that from like beers 1 through 3 I'm fine Beers 4 through 7 Still not wasted But I can't speak mm-hmm. Like I get into that slurry I'm drunk thing But then beers 8 on Party time
1: There's a Drinking is a fascinating thing And it is really hard to figure out how things work But yeah I know exactly what you're talking about like Sometimes I sound have, drunker than
2: I am in the middle yeah. Than I am a, when I am drunk
1: Like for instance I am a man of considerable carriage. Sometimes I'll have literally a beer and a half And I'll be like flying a little bit mm-hmm. But then it's not like Oh well you know he has four beers and he's out But then I could drink seven more And never kind of like reach that level um, Of like
2: Or you could drink Rolling Rocks For 16 hours straight and never get drunk Like there's all different types of we're not a bro podcast, bro. We're just talking about different types of beer and how we like to get drunk. While
1: well, listening to a little KOL. <laughs> Listen, we didn't pick this one. You did. So back off.
2: <laughs> Wait a minute. Nobody thinks we're bros except for Am us. Am I going to
1: tell the listeners to go fuck themselves again?
2: Yeah, probably. It,
1: we, I haven't done it yet. You know, I've been inching towards it, Bob, <laughs> each week. Anyway, this is uh, track four, I believe, Pistol of Fire. It was. It was. Not, not my, not my favorite. Just let it keep rolling. Uh, not my favorite, so we. we but it was po- good. That's why we played the entire song. Well, it was only two minutes, twenty-one seconds. Next track is called "Milk." By the way, I have my thesis about this band, but I'm saving it for the end of the show.
2: I'm excited? That's a great tease. Yeah. You keep pumping up the volume.
1: Let's see what happens with this. Is this loud? Yeah, it's- this song is called "Milk." It's a ballad. I don't think they were ready for ballads yet at this stage. I thought they got pretty. Oh, this is a cool song. Sounds nice. Let's listen to this a second. Okay.
0: So, Tilly. Tell me the one about the friend you knew in Alaska night that we toasted to. So. So for me.
1: as they Stay progressed as a band, they definitely became a little more commercial and a kind of arena-friendly type act. Um, and some people, show, that's when they lost a, a lot of people. Um, not me, but a lot of people. And Stay one thing I will say is that they got very good at the me. mid-tempo arena rock ballad as they went on this feels like their first tentative stab in their career at a song like that
2: yeah this also kind of has like kind of teases to Only By The Night the next album which starts off with a seven minute
1: track I think the next album was Because of The Times
2: Because The Times and then Only By and The then only Night by the, yeah you're yeah. right
1: Then you better use and be somebody <laughs>
2: Uh, well, the next album started with the seven-minute song. I remember that was completely. Oh, I
1: love that one. Knocked up. Knocked
2: up, yeah, and it came, kind of came out of nowhere for this band, and I feel like this is that kind of sound that they were yeah. kind of getting towards.
1: Um, I think we get the point of that one, though, right?
2: We can, yeah, we can move on.
1: Yeah. Why don't we just move on?
2: It does pick up though. Does it? Yeah.
1: We want to tell if you're listening to this, you could continue listening. Get paused. Oh, there it is. Yeah, that happens. It's okay. It's fine. You excited about the song? Do you want me to shut up so you can keep listening?
2: I don't know. I'm, I'm confused. I'm, I'm kind of staring out into the distance right now, trying to figure you're it out. you me
1: out a little bit right now. About... Yeah,
2: see, I haven't heard this in a while, this song. this is like bringing me to a weird place man
1: mm. yeah this is i mean this album came out with we were home 24 25 and i could definitely imagine a lot of friday saturday nights like pre-gaming at your apartment or you coming out to hoboken and this uh, this album being on in the background because it was one of those type of mid-aughts albums I also you that we heard in the background our friend Caleb Follow Will even his name is hard to say the album names are hard to say and their names are hard to say <laughs> here is Kings of Leon "Ahache Heartbreak with singer Caleb Follow Will
2: well it's hard to say when you sound like a <laughs> Swedish robot
1: <laughs> imagine if you were Swedish and you were trying to say it I there is some good like fun um, self deprecation in some of the lyrics in this album and, and one of them we just heard where he talks about his comb over. Uh, he doesn't have the greatest hairline for a front man. But I'm not judging the man. It's, you know it happens. It happens to everybody, it happens to everybody. In fact, I, in subsequent not you though,
2: it happens to everybody else but you.
1: No, my hair is okay in terms of the, um, the volume. Um, <laughs> I have it has become a kind of obsession of mine though ever since this album came out because I, I think he makes a couple of allusions to his hair. And losing his hair uh, in the, on this album, and every time I check out like a video now when out al- a new album cycle comes out, I'm like zoned in on his hairline. That's really funny. Yeah. <laughs> there's a video. There's an excellent ballad because and- you know
2: he's concerned about it. If he's bringing it up, even as like in yeah. any, in any capacity whatsoever, it's something that's bothering him.
1: If you have lost track of Kings of Leon, first of all, I highly suggest their most recent album that came out um, last year Walls is it uh, Walls is the name of the yes, album and, really the, good. and the title track Walls is a really good slow burning uh, ballad type song not even a ballad but kind of like a slow burning like something they're very good at and in the video um, the singer Kayla uh, Palawell is on like a some type of vehicle that's driving and the the wind is hitting his hair and you get a real good look at the hairline and eh. <laughs> it's not doing
2: great. Uh, but I give
1: him credit. He was not afraid to let people see, no, uh, see I, that he I, was in trouble. I go the
2: opposite way. I feel like he was kind of self-consciously getting out ahead of it. Like, not in, not in like an I'm going to own it kind of way, in yeah. a way of like everybody's looking at me, so I'm going to make the joke before they do. Guys yeah. got to get a little more confidence. I mean, I know his sex is like fire, but still...
1: No, he said that her sex is like fire.
2: Yeah, but I mean, what's his sex then? Like, you you have to kind of bring the fire too. You can't just fuck fire and not also be fire.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you, Bob. Yeah, I'm with you. Okay, good. A little fire dick talk. You know we're good at that. Going back here. to that. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> next, by track. the way, I
2: would pay I would pay a thousand dollars to hear Chris Kattan say Caleb Followell. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Do you think if we because we're getting a very meager amount of money for this podcast through? Um, fledgling ad work—that's <laughs> that's more on us than
2: anything else. I feel like it's up to us to kind of get that get that number up.
1: Do you think that maybe, and since we got like a thousand votes for this listener appreciation pod, um, that maybe with the money that we're getting from our um, shittiest ad revenue, combined with our at least nine hundred and eighty listeners, we could maybe crowdsource a quirky Romano sequel. <laughs>
2: It's good to have goals. I mean, yeah, I'll, I'll direct it.
1: Just think about it. Like, wouldn't that be a potential hit? Hi, you guys want
2: some cookies? No, it wouldn't be. Hi,
1: Hold on. I got to turn that ladder if you want to hear it again. Hi.
0: You guys want some cookies?
1: You're telling me you can't, we can't get Katan back in the Girl Scouts costume one I'm, more time? I'm saying
2: we absolutely can get Katan back in the costume. But can we get can we get the the fans to fill the seats once we get that to happen? I know we'll be. Somebody went to the first one. We'll be there. I went to the first one. We'll be there day one to find out about the cookies.
1: But didn't but. you go to the first one because of nine eleven or something? And you need something to laugh at <laughs> somewhere to hide. <laughs> um. All right. So let's start. Let's. We got to think of a hashtag. By the way, maybe <laughs> um, hashtag. I don't know. We got to get the hashtag right, Corky. Quirky
2: 2? Cookies? I don't know.
1: Quirky sequel? All right, we'll think about that. Yeah, we'll We'll workshop that one. All right, next up is track six. It is um, the single, or one of the singles, and probably the one, if they got any airplay on radio uh, in this country during this album cycle, it was this song. This is gonna sound really good. Now, yes. What a fun song. I love this song. Take it away. You look really well. You're all well.
2: The bucket.
1: Yeah, bring it back up again.
2: Okay. You no,
1: know just occurred to me, Bob. What? This is the the listener appreciation extravaganza podcast. Absolutely. And it only now is occurring. It's occurring to me that. The fact that they won is probably because people wanted to hear the Sex on Fire album. Think about it. That's, probably.
2: No, but here's the problem with that. That's like barely a throwback. Like that was pretty, that was what, 07, 08?
1: Well, I think we've done that already. We,
2: we, no, this yeah, is this is probably the most recent album we've done.
1: Really? I think so. Um, never matter. I, it's not a big issue. It's just, but let this be a PSA that this is the album. If you have not checked out what they put out before that album came out, Only By The Night, uh, which is an okay album title. Um, And this song, to me, this best describes this album. If I had to pick one song, this was the buck.
2: This was their biggest single at the time. Like this was a single. This had a video. This was the lead single off the album. And uh, most importantly, Dan, this is the song that a young 25-year-old Bob working at Best Week Ever mm-hmm. got onto the show on VH1. Me, 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 me. calm <laughs> down. I know you're not paying attention, which is why I'm doing that. I see you're looking at the computer.
1: Yeah, yeah, I am I'm proud of you, first of all. What do you mean got onto the show?
2: So the show Best Week Ever, uh, if you guys have ever seen it uh, back in the day, it's way over. But... Um, Every episode would begin with um, a quick sort of recap of like what's happened in the week with uh, our host, uh, the voice of the show, Larry Kenny. And he would just say this week and he would just like tell you everything. And then fun the,
1: fact, the voice of Lion-O from Thundercats.
2: Yes. And uh, one awesome. of the Tony the Tigers. So he would do also Carrie uh, Kenny's mom from the state, dad from the state. Oh, so yeah, a lot right. of a lot of connections. But yeah. anyway, he would uh, he would say what was happening in the week and then there would be like a 15 second. Sound up of a single from around that time. And on our Monday morning meeting, I pushed this one as like the, well, you know, one of the 20, 25 year old cool dudes in the office. Yeah, bro. And uh, I got it on. And so they used it. Around that same time, I was um, IMing a lot with a friend of mine, friend of ours, young Nikki Glazer.
1: Oh, yeah, Nikki. And I
2: bragged to her on IM. That um, this was uh, that I was doing this, and to this day, she still associates that song with me (laughs) and my uh, just being dumb and just being like, "Hey, I got this on. I'm pretty cool," because she thought it was pretty cool.
1: Is it? Is that that your song together?
2: I guess it would be if we had a song. It would probably be that.
1: Yeah, because we've already went down the road. Of lightning crashes being an important boy-girl song,
2: much much different yeah. than me and Nikki. Yeah,
1: because that one was about love and and the death on a, on an operating table during a botched uh, birth. This one is about a bucket, a bucket, A literal <laughs> bucket.
2: <laughs> so for Nikki, I'm basically a bucket. I don't know. I don't know what it that means.
1: Act- yeah, that probably adds up a little bit. Um, we got to get Nikki in here. By the way, she'll be here. Many late nights of Nikki um, in the aughts listening to. Uh, music, so we have to uh, get Nikki in here. Uh, the bucket, by the way, give you a little background on the bucket. You know, when the when the songs are big, we like to give a little background on the songs. Uh, it reached ni- number sixteen on the UK Singles Chart. May and it was named the song you would most like <laughs> uh, to uh, auto asphyxiate yourself with erotica. Too <laughs> okay, now I made that up
2: that's not on wikipedia
1: what is it called auto auto erotic yeah that was the joke i was going for yep there. yep i appreciate uh, it also number 23 in the u.s modern rock chart so yeah that's not bad not bad at all and it's also nme and again shout out to the uk listeners because we do have uh more than a few uh quite a few actually um you guys dropped the ball a little bit on robbie williams let's be fair a little bit. And actually, I don't want to say all UK. Some some people might say, don't don't just put us into the group because uh, it was more a Britain's thing uh, with the Robbie Williams I Want to Die to Angels situation. Right, right. Uh, but uh, the UK was way ahead of the curve with Kings of Leon, uh, despite them being an American band. And uh, in October 2011, NME, New Music Express, uh, placed it at number 38 on its list of 150 best tracks of the past 15 years, special, special song. Nice single.
2: You know what? I'm glad you pulled this stuff up, even though you were ignoring me earlier. Because What did I miss, really? Though? Really nothing. A bunch of like
1: best week ever talk. Right?
2: But I'm glad you brought it up because I was thinking as the bucket started, we try to avoid singles and like, you know, number one tracks or whatever. But as a song that I feel like is mostly forgotten over here, yeah, I was considering nominating it for a Spotify mm. playlist because it's such a fun song that I get excited to hear every time I hear it yeah so um, but if knowing that it actually left uh, a footprint in Great Britain and the UK maybe I'll stay away from it next up love this song
0: around your fucking soul I dance to all your fucking soul I love you with your nose and your toes this is the erectile around.
1: dysfunction song that's how I remember it
0: i for mundane and incomplete Hand me down my pants and give me off the street I'm packed out in your garden I'm in I can't get off
2: Soft. So Dan, have you ever experienced erectile dysfunction? <laughs> is I feel like the sh- now's the right is time. The now's show? the right time. I mean, we're <laughs> listening to soft. Let's just uh, get into it, man. We're in a garage. We're it's drinking a, it's, screw getting weird,
1: it's getting weird a little bit, but I respect you for that. Um, I don't know, like, I gotta give I gotta give uh, Taylor Pollywell credit here. It's it's not probably the easiest thing to to carry yourself as first of all the son of a preacher or whatever. And then also you wanna be a cool like rock front man. And then you're talking about how you're you know hey I'm just junk's not working in a big spot. Hey,
2: I'm just a balding dude who can't get my dick hard. Come see (laughs) the kings of Leon.
1: What is he doing? Like what is his angle as a songwriter in this album? He's really Lowering expectations Is that what this is about? And he still ended
2: up Marrying a model So I guess it worked
1: Yeah And if you You know They were kind of On the rise Certainly um, At this point When this album came out But they weren't hugely famous So I don't think he had The model wife or anything At that point
2: I think he's fucking He figured it out He's not getting up there Being like I've got the biggest Dick And I'm the hottest dude He's like My hair's falling out I'm not going to satisfy you He's lowering the expectations Yeah And then he's just bringing it
1: But you know And by the way This is a really fun song Yeah this is a great song Uh, Which is funny because um, Friend of the show Liam Gallagher uh, Had a great line about Kings of Leon He was asked about them This is probably about 10 years ago now uh, Right around the time of uh, And you better use Somebody to be Somebody You could be or use Somebody Either or um, he said oh basically Liam said I don't remember the exact quote but something along the lines of uh, yeah they're you know they're good uh, but someone got to them and you know got them leather jackets and haircuts
2: yes I remember that
1: uh, which as again and Liam by the way shout out to Liam during this uh, press tour he's been doing for his solo album which is coming out um, uh, in October I think he's He's doing great work. He's really cutting into Noel Gallagher's lead post Oasis lead. Are you just saying during this promotional cycle
2: promotional cycle? Cause I'd say he's one for three on the, the song so far.
1: All right. I will say wall of glass is something that could have easily been, um, a standout track on a late period Oasis album. Uh-huh. I think that is a very good, really good rock track the, you know, the other stuff that's, it's been okay. But, um, Liam just dropping hammers in every promotional uh, yeah, he's interview he's, he's giving, but uh, yeah, he he made the point that kind of ties into this that it went from them being kind of slouchy looking, you know, southern boys to five years later, and and he's talking about it, he's got no his hair's falling out and his dick sucks, and then five years later, all of a sudden they all look like super hot. And the stylist did clearly get to them and, and said, all right, you guys are writing big radio songs now. We're going to give you we're going to make you look like a, a, a proper rock band. And I think that hurt them uh, on some level in terms of how people viewed them uh, authenticity wise. Your yeah, thoughts, Bob?
2: I mean, yeah, but at the same time, look at all the other bands around that time who maybe they were more more authentic and didn't get haircuts and leather jackets. They're all gone. Yeah, you know, like I'm sure Razorlight stayed, stayed true to themselves, <laughs> or you know, bands like that, like, but you know, nobody cared at a certain point. Like they did the right thing.
1: I respect the hell out of your uh, Razorlight rep. <laughs> uh, next track is twelve tracks. This is track eight. Rats. But yeah, Bob. You know what it is, bitch. Mid album filler. <laughs> well, yeah, almost every week we have some mid album filler, and you know, is this it? Would be a notable exception. Uh, maybe, maybe throwing copper by live naturally. This is some hardcore MAF right here. But this is MAF.
2: It's uh, still good though. Like, he's one of those. He's got that voice and that inflection where it's like, I don't care what he's saying. I don't care what the song's about. It just is fun to hear and go. Like yeah. it's just like fun. It's fine. It's all right. I don't love the song, but
1: it's great. What if we, as we try to brand this, mid album is actually hyphenated, so, so it can just be M, MF-er.
2: Mf'er. makes sense. Yeah,
1: this is a classic Mf'er. So let's move on. All
2: right, let's move on from the Mf'er to Track Nine,
1: Day Old Blues. Oh, I do like this. A nice one. Let's listen to this Because
2: here's the thing With like Erectile dysfunction
1: Oh yeah Take us Take us through that bump, Step by step
2: I mean Look There's a reason There's all these Like pills out there And all these commercials About it Like you're You're not the only one If like that's a thing All dongs aren't Made the same all They're not all made the not same Not built to last They're not built to you last You know so I'm, just, I'm just saying If it's a thing For you Out there You're not alone It's you It's like the people in that bathtub. Keep going. It's (laughs) Kelepalawal.
1: And probably a bunch of other guys. Listen, the boner is a mysterious thing. (laughs) And uh, I think that is, in terms of thematic uh, beats on this album, Uh, the mystery of one's own boner definitely is up there.
2: That's the name of their next album, (laughs) The Mystery of the Boner.
1: (laughs) See, I can get behind that. Wait uh, a
2: minute. You can get behind The (laughs) Mystery of the Boner? (laughs)
1: Now we're I'm not like a vice.
2: bro podcast. we're not a bro podcast
1: <laughs> it did occur to me when I saw Alanis was very close in the standings that it'd be nice to get a, um, a female perspective soon too as well.
2: Glad you brought that up because I thought for a, nice l- little vocal yep.
1: again.
2: for a little bit there I thought Alanis was gonna win and I was excited because we got a little uh, we got a negative iTunes review because we haven't tackled a female artist. Hmm. It was somebody who flat out said these guys talked about Robbie Williams before they talked about Alanis or Fiona Apple or Tori Amos. Okay. So right off the bat, let me say we're never going to talk about Tori Amos.
1: Yeah. And, and may, may I uh, tell that person to go fuck themselves? <laughs> there it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening though. I appreciate it.
2: Well, they're probably not still listening, so I'm
1: sure it's safe. And it's actually good feedback. Yeah, we'll get. We're gonna do one soon. We plan on it. I was pushing for one a few weeks ago, but I don't want to spoil it. Well, I might bring it back to the surface soon. Yeah, it's, uh, it's coming. Track nine, day old blues, uh, kind of an MF-er. I like it, but no, I like this
2: one. It's um, it is funny though. Going back to our listeners, those fucking assholes. Um, <laughs> no, no, it's no, it's funny no. that no, like, I love getting responses like, finally, you guys are doing ten or something. And we've only done ten episodes, so it's cool that people are like. It feels like we've been doing this longer for them, maybe because we just go on too long. But uh, people are excited when we're getting to these things. We're going to get to everything, if HeadGum yeah. lets us.
1: It's going to yeah, it's gonna get really grim uh, by the time this podcast is like a year old or something. It's going to be very clear that this was not a sustainable idea. But the good news is, is that we're not there yet. It's very important. Track 10, do you have anything to add there? No,
2: that was a good coda. That was it. <laughs>
1: That's a nice one This is a good live song Oh let me talk About my Kings of Leon live song So we did see them A a bunch of times I don't know Just how my memory Serves me on this We probably saw them Two or three times Did they open for like Ted Leo Once Maybe And we were like Behind them On the stage somehow But we weren't backstage It was some type of
2: Oh yeah That was a weird thing What was that Yeah you're right
1: I don't know But I think Roseland maybe You Bob Famously Uh, One of the multiple times we've seen U2. They opened for U2 at the Meadowlands.
2: That was the show where you broke Mark's nose in the parking lot.
1: I did. I accidentally broke my friend's nose with a... um... Well, my buddy Mark and I, um, college friends, uh, and then we lived together in in, in Hoboken, and we had this uh, very very stupid uh, ritual where we would pretend to punch each other in the face.
2: Yeah, that that was never going to go poorly.
1: And, um... Yeah, we hit, uh, we hit Yahtzee uh, in the parking lot in the Meadowlands before that concert, <laughs> and I accidentally connected with Mark's nose, leading to a little bit of blood. A little bit of blood and uh, a, a slight fracture.
2: What makes it even better is we were there with a bunch of friends, including Howie, who was mentioned last week. That fucking guy. And... Uh, Howie actually had a girl there for you to meet. <laughs> yes. That he was like, "Hey, you got to meet my friend's girlfriend's sister. I think yep. you guys are gonna hit it off." And then uh, we were all standing there in the parking lot, and you broke your friend's nose.
1: Well, you—they only give part of the story, Bob. It actually, we did hit it off as well. <laughs> Things were going. Things were going well. Really well. It was it, to the point where um, I already was kind of formulating the, you know got your number blah 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 next step and away we go um and then mark showed up uh we said hey and i accidentally broke his nose with a right cross and um she did not talk to me uh for the rest of that uh tailgate well you're a violent
2: you're a violent maniac who (laughs) fucking breaks noses why would she possibly give you her number
1: Uh, The only time I've actually punched someone in the face in my life, and it was one of my best friends. (laughs) Great memory. And then that actually was the same year, because I do remember that was uh, 2005, I believe, Um, like a month earlier. uh, I was having a catch with my friend Mike uh, outside our apartment, and we were throwing grounders to each other. And I threw a grounder to Mike and it hit a rock shot up in his face and knocked out his front tooth like a month before this. So just to recap, that one, uh, you know, I'll, I'll take a little less blame for. That was just uh, fate intervening with uh, my uh, dude loves mouth.
2: There was definitely a beautiful Hoboken female watching you guys throw the <laughs> ball around. And be like, I'm going to go. You know what? I'm, gonna, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to go say hi to that guy. And then she saw yeah. you
1: break your uh, bust your friend's face. Open. Maybe it was our lightning crashes friend. But it, yeah, I knocked out the front tooth uh, of my buddy Mike. And then a month later, I broke. Uh, Mark's nose with a fake punch Asshole A total monster I was Uh, Accidental monster That would be the name of my memoir Uh, Track 11 (laughs) is Velvet Snow
2: That's so appropriate
1: Oh I love this song Oh so anyway The story was um, So we saw them a bunch of times In the early aughts and then I saw them again, I'm going to say it was like January of this year, um, in that range. They played at the Forum, uh, probably to like 10,000 people, and um, they seemed to be a little bit like, I don't know, jaded rock stars, really. It felt like a bit of a, Wait, hold on, let's just take a, yeah. Love this song It's a fun song I, For some reason I The album Does lo- lose a little steam for me Upon re-listening I haven't listened to the whole thing in a while I do like this song though
2: Yeah, you can't say that this is losing steam I mean, this is a, this is a Well, bang. it's fast It's fast, but
1: it's a good yeah. song You can lose steam and be fast
2: No, I understand that yeah. This is a good song
1: Um, I'll give you that Yeah, back up. Um, yeah it was kind of like a little bit of a paint by numbers arena rock show because they have at this point put out I think seven albums um, they have if you put out seven albums and you you know maintained a level of quality with your releases you're really set up at that point because you could put out you have like probably two to four actually big hits and then another six or seven like crowd favorites and then just play the new album. And it felt very much like they were aware that they were in that position to go on cruise control, and that's kind of what they did. I don't want to shit on the Kings of Leon too much because I do; they're one of my favorite like two thousands acts. But uh, I was a little bit disappointed uh, the last time I saw them, and it did give me pause whether I would go uh, spend money on them again. To be honest with you,
2: yeah, I don't know if I'd see them again. I feel like unless they unless they hit hard times and ended up in smaller venues, I kind of don't need to see them.
1: Well, like ran out of money, like got beat on like a Ponzi scheme. Rocky no, no, because then they probably
2: really need the bigger venues. I'm talking like like maybe one of the dudes kills somebody. I don't Wait know. Wait a like, second. I don't know. I'm trying to think like what would get them to fall out of favor? Like
1: an A C D C scenario where the, the drummer hires are hit on his wife or something? Is that what you're talking about?
2: Maybe whatever causes them to go play like the Troubadour, I would go say.
1: Yeah. They would have to that'd be Quite a fall from Grace. So it would have be a to be like a fall. Robert Blake situation. Like feel <laughs> well would have to do something heinous.
2: Are you laughing at my dick or my hair? Are you laughing at my dick or my hairline? And then he just
1: <laughs> kills somebody, like it's easy. So you you're in this reality, you're hoping that the lead singer of Kings of the Land <laughs> kills somebody so their career is adversely affected to the point that they will play a club.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, he has to get off, obviously. But like obviously you sir pub-
1: are the accidental monster
2: public sen- that's a purposeful monster <laughs> public sentiment is just like I'm not supporting those guys yeah and but they're like we still need to make money so they come play the troubadour nobody wants to go see him guess what Kaching, I'm there front row
1: here's here's the other here's the upshot Bob if we're still alive in 15 years 20 years and everyone forgets about this band they'll probably do some like 40 at 40 year anniversary tour and we could probably see them at the troubadour
2: or by then we'll go see them in like Indio at some old man festival
1: oh yeah we're definitely going to end up going to something like that alright final track in the album uh, R-E-M-E-M-O so I'll call it Rememo
2: Rememo I think it's Rememo Rememo
1: okay oh yeah I like this another slow burner contemplative number to end an album always my favorite alright now I want to give my thesis presentation
2: oh, there's so much we haven't talked about yeah I mean give your thesis yeah. we need to do more albums in this time period because we didn't even we didn't even get into aside from you breaking your your friend's nose like an asshole yeah we really didn't get into being 25 and just acting like idiots in New York City which is what I thought we were going to do
1: Yeah. Well, the good thing is, we'll talk about other albums in this era. Yeah, we have. We'll get to that. Um, All right, here's my thesis. You know, I understand why people that really loved the Kings of Leon in this time period grew to resent and dislike kind of what they became in the Sex on Fire and After stage, which is definitely a move away from Southern Strokes and towards arena rock. uh, on some level, but let me tell you something. Back off, Kings of Leon, having ambition at that level. This my issue is. Tell me how many other bands in modern rock music even aspire to do that, to be big and to have big singles and have hooky choruses and, and be, be say, oh, we want to be a big rock band playing arenas singing songs that are catchy and people enjoy now, Bob, eh, you get on my back say, oh, you like you too, and blah 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 yeah, but that's the type of stuff that I like, I like arena rock when it's done right, and Kings of Leon was was not afraid to lean into that and try to become that, and I think they achieved that, and they succeeded to be a big rock band, and for that reason, everyone I'm gonna do it again, Bob, everyone that shits on Kings of Leon go fuck yourself
2: Well, none of those people are listening because this was the super fan extravaganza number one album podcast. Our fans like Kings of Leon. so
1: Good point, actually.
2: So they're not the ones that are saying that. Pass the word down. Pass the word down. Yeah. Yeah. Um, No, I was going to throw the U2 thing out there as you were saying that because obviously you're a U2 fan. But you're right. You were right about everything you just said. Thank you, Bob. They were striving. I, I don't think they were striving to be big at first. Like if you listen to Youth and Young Manhood, or, totally this, yeah. or this album, you would never think that this would be the band to fill up arenas someday. Right. But then, as they start started trying new things with the next album, and then just, I remember the first time I heard Sex on Fire, I was like, "This is a huge hit." Like
1: this sex is all on fire.
2: I was like, "This is such a good song." it's became totally overplayed and whatever, but I was like, this is such a good rock song. And when that took off, I wasn't surprised, but then like for you somebody and for the, like for the whole band to get elevated to that level, that came as a surprise to me, but it made sense when you put those songs next to each other. Yeah. And all of a sudden they were making that kind of music.
1: Like, why is it that a band that progresses from kind of a humble place and tries to be amplify their, their sound and sound bigger uh, and more anthemic. Why is that equated to being like a sellout or not progressing your career in a healthy way? Like Radiohead, who's a band that I love a lot, but this—they're like the inverse of that in the sense that they started a little more hooky and then they got weirder and people respected them more. But what about the? I'll, I'll, I'll you know, let's hand it to the band that said we want to be bigger and, and and have more people love our songs and 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 get. You know, write hooks and try to have songs on the radio. The rock music needs more of Kings of Leon type bands, not less.
2: Yeah. I mean, if you ever want to take the number one slide away from Mario, you have to (laughs) you have to get bigger. Like, it's the truth.
1: I thought Mario's most impressive feat about his uh, album, which, of course, was called Turning Turning Point. Point. Yeah, of course. Was that how he was able to rein in what was going on in his life at the time, Mm -hmm. but also shoot it through a prism of what was happening in George Bush's America at the time.
2: No, I remember when you wrote that, when you wrote that piece for Spin magazine (laughs) and you kind of, you kind of hit those points. I remember thinking, damn, like he's really, he's really nailing this one.
1: (laughs) And, and my, my last thought, my last thought before we pick our Spotify song, uh, because I did kind of shit on their live show that I most recently saw. The one thing that I will not shit on is that the song sounded great in an arena. Like they, their song, their music, however, and then Bob and I are not musicians by any stretch. Well, a little bit. We play Glycerine a little bit. And, and there, there was like
2: six months where we could play uh, Santa, Monica. Santa Monica by Everclear.
1: You hit that, too. Uh, but it sounds good. It's big and it's crisp and, it, and their music sounds good. So if you want to hear a modern uh, arena rock band and you don't want to hear a band with a bunch of 50 year olds singing, uh, go see Kings of Leon. They're, they're kind of, there's not a lot of bands like Kings of Leon out there right now that are young.
2: Ooh, one more belabored ish. point on this because yeah. I don't know why we're still going. Um, I feel like to be those bands that like event, like build up to that sound that loses fans along the way because they're like striving to be bigger. You have to do it that way because when you come out like we're doing that big sound right off the bat, it doesn't work. Right. Like there are so many bands. Unless like, you're the darkness. Well, the darkness is one band I was thinking of, or the struts, who I liked a lot. Yeah. Like a lot. I don't think like, because they're coming out with the sound of like, it's arena ready, but they don't have the arena following yet. It almost never happens.
1: Kind of audacious to start that way. But it's a great
2: sound and it's like, you know, great albums. Like Muse kind of did it, like slowly but surely. And then they started filling up bigger places. But to come out like sounding like late period Muse right off the bat, you're not going to fill the arena. So I don't know. So you have to lose fans along the way. So th- I think that's kind of how it goes.
1: We love you, Kings of Leon. Don't we do, and we, love, and we love and we love our
2: fans guys. for uh, for putting them on today's podcast.
1: I feel yes, thank you, Vince. And I feel like maybe, Bob, we should start a tradition. That was our. This is our 11th episode. Maybe like every 10, we'll throw it to the listeners. All right, all right. You know, so the next time we'll do this uh, will be another couple of months from now, uh, or or we'll abandon this idea because it's all happening in real time yep that means
2: uh, you gotta stick around you gotta tell your friends you have to follow us on Twitter at throwbackpod you have to uh, what else do they have to do go to iTunes five stars we need all this stuff don't be like that asshole who gave us two stars because we haven't hit Fiona Apple yet
1: <laughs> we will. We'll, we'll get some feminine voices um, involved soon enough. But before we go, Bob, we got to pick the Spotify song. You you make the choice, and then I will either uh, concur or violently disagree. And it could end with your nose not looking the same. Well, yeah, I know up. you're.
2: I know you're capable of that. Uh, I'm going to throw out soft. I'm not. Okay. Th- I'm not throwing it out hard. But I'm, I like soft.
1: Was that a play on words there?
2: It was a play on words. But I also want you to know that I that that means that I'm willing. I'm not like digging a flag in and saying it has to be. This. OK, but I really like that song. It's a
1: fun song. It's a fun song. I. I don't know. It's a it's a fun song. Do I want it to represent this album just because it's about the boner stuff? On some level or it's being cute and it's not about boner stuff, but it, we're supposed to be thinking of boner stuff.
2: Wait. Oh, yeah. I never even asked. So you just assume it's about boner stuff.
1: I want to it's like I come into your garden. I want to have a party, but I'm so soft. Isn't that what it's about?
2: i never even thought about it. I just assume that you came in with some information <laughs> and
1: no, I just off the lyrics.
2: I don't know. I don't know what it's about. I never really thought much about it.
1: You're making me look up the lyrics, by the way.
2: I know, so this is just taking this taking even longer now. All but. right,
1: here we go, real quick. Here we I, we gotta know. All right, here it comes. Here, this is what it is. <laughs> I'm passed out in your garden. I'm in. I can't get off. So soft. I'd pop myself in your body. I'd come into your party, but I'm soft. I can't. I can't pick that song. It's a little, little skeevy. <laughs> a little bit. Uh, it's a little bit. I like it more than ever now. I will. I will counter. Unless you feel Please, strongly, no. I, did, I
2: said I didn't. Please I count will it.
1: counter with. Uh, you know what? I'm not going to overthink it. The bucket. Really? Yeah.
2: Can well, I counter your bucket with? Do it. Tapered
1: jean girl. Yes. That's, that's what I wanted to say. I thought
2: you were going to say it. That's right, why good, I didn't good, take good, it off good, the bat. Good, okay. Good,
1: good. Good. See, we got there actually. Yeah, I know. I wanted to say it, but I also didn't want to. Um...
2: I just don't like agreeing with you right off the bat, yeah, and yeah, I thought that's, that's what you wanted.
1: Yeah. But in a way, you did agree with me. Yeah, you, this is what I actually wanted I to know, say. I don't but, know why I bailed. And went the safe route. Anyway, sorry to Mark for breaking your nose. Sorry, Mike, for knocking out your front tooth. Um, sorry to everybody that voted for Alanis Morissette.
2: Yeah, she'll get here.
1: Uh, and if you're if you're one of the people, including Jeff, tweeted that voted for Wilco, I think we'll still get to Wilco. Uh, I think we, we, love d- Wilco. we definitely
2: will. Um, so yeah, follow us on Twitter.
1: Yes, and do that.
2: Do all those other things I said. Yeah, before. five
1: stars. Um, comment, follow us on Twitter. All fun stuff. Uh, until next week. Mail us more auxiliary
2: gables. Thank you, Corey. And yeah, and thank you.
1: Th- yeah, thank you, Corey. And seriously, thank you everyone for who voted. That means you guys are listening, and we love it. And, and, and it, Bob and I have fun doing this, so it's good to know that there are people out in the wild actually taking this in. So you guys rock. Until next week, the Throwback Podcast. That was a head gum podcast.